Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20 minutes or less. Let's do this, mama. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. This is the fourth episode in our budget series, and today is probably going to be the bulkiest of the episodes, and I'm just really excited to share with you some of my best tips to stick to your grocery budget. So if you are just jumping into the series, in the first week of the series, I shared with you how we budget for our groceries using some example numbers. And then in the second episode, I shared with you how to figure out what your monthly grocery budget should be, just a couple tips and tools. And in the third episode, I shared with you how to figure out how to actually spend that budget that you've determined. So how to figure out how much you should spend weekly or bi-weekly based on what you have and some tips and tools to really figure out how to actually spend that money that you have budgeted. And today I want to talk to you about how to actually stick to your grocery budgets. So important that we are actually creating sustainable habits when it comes to balanced living. And one of those ways is making sure that our balanced lifestyle is actually working for our families. We don't want to be falling off living in a way that feels good for us just because it doesn't seem to fit into our budget. You can absolutely make it work for your budget. And that's why I'm here to share with you some of my best practices for sticking to your budget. And by the way, if you are wondering about my expertise, it is not as a finance expert, though my friend Paige is, so I have consulted with her on a couple of the things that I've mentioned to you guys within these episodes. My expertise is as a mama of two and a little job I used to have as a personal chef. In case you've never had a personal chef, it often works like this. I got paid hourly for my time and they paid for the groceries. So I gave them a reasonable estimate and they agreed to it. So if I went over by more than a reasonable amount, well, that cost got eaten by me and my business because we agreed this is how much they have budgeted for groceries and I needed to stick to that. So food budgeting has always been a thing for me, not just within my own family, but actually utilizing other people's money too. So I've carried what I've learned into my life as a busy mom who, like many of us, is on a budget. Eating well does not have to break the bank, and I really want to show you how, and I'm so excited and passionate about this. So before we dig into the tips... 
If you're wondering how I budget, head to that episode first down below. If you're wondering how to decide how much you should spend on groceries per month, head to that episode down below. And if you want to figure out weekly, I want you to head to that episode as well. Listen to those first. And now I'm going to give you some solid tips on how to stick to your grocery budget. Tip number one is to ditch the packaging. You pay for the packaging, truly. The more convenient the item, oftentimes the more packaging, like individual packages of snacks, frozen meals, pre-cut veggies and fruit, etc. And often, the more packaging, the more expensive. Now, yes, there is an exception to this rule when it comes to some low-quality, inexpensive packaged foods, but I want you to consider nutrient density here because we're all about balance. When you're looking at the most nutritious option your family would choose, which is less expensive for the amount you get? You'll notice pre-cut and sliced butternut squash is almost twice the price of getting the whole squash and slicing it yourself, and you get the entire squash for the cup and a half you'd get for the convenience. So sometimes, depending on what season of life you're in, the convenience wins, and that's okay. But when you are able to you know, work a little bit more for your butternut squash, it is worth the savings, and it's definitely worth the savings in my opinion. Tip number two is to buy basics in bulk. In the same vein, buying the basic pantry items you use again and again, things for us are things like rice, quinoa, nuts, beans, lentils, coffee. When you buy these in bulk, it saves packaging and therefore it saves money. We love using reusable containers and this also lends us the convenience of being able to make quick meals really often with what we have on hand because we have a ton of dry goods on hand and we don't need to run back to the store. And that's tip number six. Wait for it. It's coming up. We store everything in mason jars and airtight OXO containers, and it keeps all of our dry goods really, really well. So we get our bulk items from Thrive Market or from Whole Foods. Those are the places we typically get our bulk items from. Sometimes Trader Joe's, but I find that the packaging is just, there's a lot of packaging at Trader Joe's, and they're not as big as they could be if we buy them from Thrive Market or from in bulk from Whole Foods. So that's what we do. Tip number three is to choose lower price meats and veggies. I actually have a whole blog post on this, and I'll link that down below. Um, when you're on a strict budget, it's probably not the time to stock up on avocado, star fruit, and lamb chops. The less available, the less purchased, and the more exotic ingredients tend to fall under the higher price category. But this also goes for items like red bell peppers versus carrots and steak versus ground meat. So take some time to consider the least expensive produce and meat in your area. There's no need to sacrifice quality. If you prefer organic or grass-fed, choose the less expensive cuts, and this will offset the cost quite a bit here. Save steak for special occasions. And you guys know I love services like ButcherBox that provide high-quality meat with kind of bulk store prices. It's kind of that mid-range. Instead of, you know, buying the really, really low quality, it's higher quality, less expensive. It's probably not the highest quality, but... It's pretty good. So tip number four is to shop in season. This is probably the best way to save on vegetables and fruit, and even better if you can get them directly from the farm using a CSA, which is a community-supported agriculture program. When food is in abundance, the price goes down. So when it's apple season, you'll see organic apples jump from $2.99 a pound to $0.99 cents a pound. It's simple. You just buy the apples while the apples are in season and the oranges while the oranges are in season. There is a seasonal food guide site that I'll link down below, and it's a great way to search for in-season fruits and vegetables in your area. And there's also um, several farmer's market websites where you can look for farmer's markets in your area as well. 
Tip number five is to choose your stores wisely. It pays to shop around. Now, you don't need to shop all around town for the best deals every time, but compare prices. There's actually a price comparison chart in the Healthy Mama on a Budget ebook that you'll get when you join us in our free budget challenge. But figure out the main stores you go to, or maybe one that you don't go to yet. Some of my favorite stores are Trader Joe's, like I mentioned, Aldi, and Market Basket. They just have unbeatable prices on high-quality food. But Super Target or Super Walmart, if you have those in your area, we don't actually have. Our Target has a few produce items and some meat, but it doesn't have a ton. And we don't have a Super Walmart, and I don't think we have one in the state at all. But um, I live in a very small state, actually, the smallest state. So they also often have really good prices on high-quality food as well. And oftentimes, these stores have better prices on high-quality food than your average grocery store. So figure out how much you're spending. That was one of my tips in the um, episode on figuring out what your weekly shopping should be is figuring out, okay, what am I – or your monthly shopping, I mean, figuring out what you're actually spending – You might be spending a lot more on groceries just because you're shopping at the wrong store. So typically what I will do, like I've mentioned, is I take one shop a month at a store that's a little bit further away for specialty ingredients. So either bulk items from Whole Foods if I'm running out or Trader Joe's because, I mean, everyone loves a little Trader Joe's. And the rest of the time I shop at Aldi, which is right around the corner. But I rarely, if ever, go to one of the like regular grocery stores. So for us, that's Shaw's and Stop and Shop because I'm in the Northeast. Um, They're just outrageously expensive to me and it's just not worth it to spend that kind of money where I could spend half the price at Aldi. So that works for me. And yes, you can still find high quality food at places like Target and Walmart and Aldi. It's just about deciding what your priorities are when it comes to high quality foods. So for us, our priorities are things like meat and dairy. We like to buy them organic um, just because that feels good for us. And we're willing to kind of, um, you know, ease up on the other areas. But again, that's up to you and just figure out where you can shop to save a little bit of money. Tip number six is to shop your pantry, fridge, and freezer before you plan. This is a huge tip that I always give, and it's so simple, but it's so key. Shop your own house before you head to the store. What do you have on hand and you can use for meals this week? You could try searching for Pinterest or Google for lentil recipes if nothing comes to mind. By the way, if you have lentils on hand, I have a delicious lentil shepherd's pie that is just as good as the meat-based version, and that is on my blog. I can actually put that link down below. Um, But this is also why I love using a family favorites list to keep a list of our favorite recipes on hand to refer back to when I need some inspiration. Tip number seven is going to piggyback off of this, okay? And you guys know I'm going to say this, but it's to have a plan. Saving money on groceries starts when you actually have a plan. If you have ever headed to the grocery store with no plan and you've left with a cart full and no real meal ideas, (laughs) then you understand why having a plan is important. Your plan can be flexible. I always recommend just planning for five days so you have flexibility to grab takeout or to do leftovers those, those other couple of days. But When you actually have a plan, you can write down the ingredients you need and actually stick to the list. When you overbuy, especially produce, and don't use the ingredients you buy, you are literally throwing money away. 
Another way that oftentimes we throw money away is tip number eight, and that is to avoid getting sucked into sales. Sales can be money savers, but they're only money savers if you're buying food you'll actually eat in a reasonable time. It can be helpful to browse the sales flyers first if you are someone who likes to buy based on the sales. So you've already seen the sales and you know which items are actually worth it for you to stock up on. So referring back to that price tracker list can be really helpful here as well. Remember that sales come back. They're cyclical. So if you don't need that item or you're not going to eat it in a reasonable amount of time, so before the next sales the next sale comes around in like 4 to 6 weeks, it's just simply not worth it. Tip number nine is one that doesn't work for everyone, but it can be really helpful for some, and that is to pay with cash. I know a lot of people are resistant to using cash for purchases because it's not so convenient, but for many, actually taking cash out of the bank and keeping that exact budget in an envelope and taking it to the store and paying with the actual cash in hand can be a reality check about how much you're actually spending and what you actually have left, because it's impossible to go over your budget when you're paying with cash. Or you can actually see that you're cutting into next week or into another area if you're running low. So try it. It can be really powerful, especially with groceries. Even if you try it for just a couple of months, it starts to make you think twice about the extras you're throwing in your cart. And um, like I mentioned, what we do now, we did cash for a while, is we have an account where it's basically just the grocery budget. There's a couple other expenses that come out of it, but it's a debit account and we put the grocery money in there and I use that and I can very easily see how much I'm spending on groceries and how much I have left. Tip number 10 is to purchase store brand items. The reason stores like Aldi and Trader Joe's are often so inexpensive is that they utilize store brand items as their main business model and as the bulk of the items actually in their stores. And these items are often no different than the name brands. They just don't have the brand behind the label so they can charge less and you can save more. Tip number 11 is to eat more meatless meals or stretch your meat. If you're already a vegetarian, yay, you are likely saving money unless you're relying entirely on takeout or convenience foods. So go back to tip number one. But meat, especially high quality meat, is expensive. So how can you cut back? How can you cut back one or two meals a week and save yourself some cash? How can you maybe bulk up the meals that you are using with meat and add in some extra beans so you're just reducing the amount of meat that you eat? Remember that meatless doesn't mean proteinless. Beans, legumes, eggs are all inexpensive sources of protein. And you can also, like I said, you can kind of mix them up and put them together. Something like a chili, instead of doing a whole pound of meat, you could do a half a pound of meat and two cans of beans. So figure out how you could either stretch your meat, eat more meatless meals, and just reduce your meat in that way. It's definitely going to help to save your budget. Tip number 12 is to cook once, eat twice, and prepping to avoid takeout. In the same vein, stretching the meat you use or making extra items like beans or grains helps to stretch a meal at a lower cost. So if you can make a big pot of soup and you stretch it with a lot of inexpensive vegetables, broth, and pasta or rice, and you can eat that for two meals instead of cooking two days in a row with new ingredients, that can save a lot of money. It's also helpful to repurpose the leftovers from one meal into another. So One night you could do chili and the next night you could do chili on top of sweet potatoes. Just an example, but something's one way that you can stretch your meal. And you're just avoiding running out for takeout. Prepping ahead, especially when you anticipate a busy night, can also be a huge money saver because if you know it's going to be a busy night and you are likely to grab takeout and you're trying to not grab takeout as much for budget purposes, it can be helpful to do a little bit of prep ahead. And I talk about the three styles of meal prep in my Healthy Mama Meal Prep course because there is no one size fits all. 
when it comes to meal prep. You don't need to prep full meals ahead in order to be a meal prep and mama. Um, you can simply just prep some ingredients ahead, which will just save you time and energy and make those meals happen. And tip number 13 is to learn to make it homemade. I know this isn't the most glamorous tip, but it's a really important one. Many of the items that we've become so accustomed to buying in store, we can make at home easily. And a lot of these things are things that I share in my Cook with Chris live videos on Instagram. Things like salad dressing, almond milk, mayonnaise, bone broth, bread, pizza crust, even many snacks like cookies, energy bars, trail mix, crackers. A lot of these things are really easy to make at home, but also simple items like using dried beans instead of canned can save you a ton of money. And it also gives back to the environment with a lack of packaging. So it's a win-win. And this does not need to be an all or nothing. You know, I'm not about all or nothing around here. And it doesn't need to be this only homemade shift. Start with one item you feel you can make at home and go from there. Stop when it feels overwhelming. This needs to work for you. There's nothing wrong with convenience. It's all about doing what you can to shop within your budget. And tip number 14, last but not least, is to track while you shop. Maybe the most annoying, but the most revealing tip, it is helpful to track when you shop. And you don't need to do this forever, but just for a month or two, track the prices of what you're buying. Much like when you're paying with cash, it can be a really huge wake-up call, just like seeing the money actually come out of the envelope. When you've got your calculator or your phone and you're seeing that number go down, you can realize why your grocery budget is through the roof. Throwing in this or that, it actually adds up. So add it up and see where you are with your staples, see the food you need for meals. And from there, if you have extra, go for it. Throw in those extra things. It's really helpful to make sure that you are including fun items within your budget. So those fun packaged items that you love, that package of cookies, those crackers you really love, make sure that you are having fun within your food budget. The more strict we are, the harder it is to stick with. And having a joy-based budget is something that my friend Paige Schmidt um, really helped me to hone in on. And it has just been a game changer for my budget as a whole. But it's true for our food as well. So it's important to track what you're shopping and to not throw in those extras, but make sure that you have those extras kind of included within your budget at the same time to make sure that you are feeling like budgeting is free. It's not something that's constraining because it's going to be a lot harder to stick with. Budgeting and shopping smart is simply a habit to be built. You can still leave room for fun. You can still feel freedom within your budget. It is really just about making it work for you and work your for your family. Friend, thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to this episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. If you haven't yet joined us in the Healthy Balanced Mamas Facebook community, I would love for you to join the conversation over there. It's facebook.com slash group slash Healthy Balanced Mamas. We do weekly coffee chats where we talk about a ton of the topics here in Healthy Mama Hacks, as well as more tips, tricks, and tools that I have for you to live your healthiest, happiest, most balanced mama life on a budget or not. Have a beautiful weekend, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. 
And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.